Hello, welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Zelda Podcast. I am your host, uh, Robert, and I'm joined by Tristan and Matthew. How are you two doing today? Doing really well. Pretty good. I got my COVID booster and my flu shot, so that'll be fun. There you go. So hopefully it hits right in the middle of this podcast (laughs) at like a very important point. And then uh, there'll be like a mystery at the end where you disappear. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh man, we're adding mystery uh, elements. <laughs> yeah, disappearing. Uh, let's talk about uh, disappearing to the past. That's right. This this podcast is about Zelda: a Link to the Past, um, which which I, has it, absolutely no time travel in it. Which is okay. Already <laughs> a thing as as the uh, as the straight man of this podcast, being being in fact that I I have not played this game and I know the least about about this game. Uh, that already intrigues me. Um, Matt was able in the pre-show to tell me a little bit about you know what I should be aware of, but I am very hyped. I, I've heard a lot of good things. Uh, so I think I think maybe the first thing we can start with Matt is uh, the general story. So this is the first one where it's no longer like. Princess, save the princess kind of style it's a little bit different yeah so i don't know if you want to start with that yeah so this is so zelda 2 tried to in, add some uh plot element structure stuff but it kind of like fell on its face a little bit uh this is the first game that really introduces a lot of like surrounding story and story beats to the zelda formula to zelda itself so we open on a dark and stormy night um, uh. as uh our as we're woken up by our uncle uh leaving uh the house um and we decide to go after him and we follow him uh to hyrule castle um and we follow him down to a secret passage into the sewers uh, where we find him bleeding out, um, okay. having been uh, stabbed by the guards because uh, he tells us basically there's a coup going on um, and uh, the royal family is being is going to die tonight and we need to save Princess Zelda. Can we and just pause? Us... You've already yeah. hooked me more on the story of this game <laughs> than the first two that we've covered. It is, <laughs> it is probably the single strongest start of the Zelda game. It's mm-hmm. so good. Like, unless you count the intro cinematic for Wind Waker, which is pretty peak as well. But yeah. even that's mostly just recap. Yeah, this is, it is so good. He gives you a sword, and then you need to go through... Uh, the castle to the dungeons where Princess Zelda is being uh, kept and you free her and then you like flee through like the ancient sewer system um, which I'm very familiar yeah. with having played the the most current game <laughs> you know, you're, you're battling the uh, guards who uh, uh, killed your uncle the whole way through this um, and you make your escape you take her to like a uh sanctuary where this like elder will will like look after her um and you learn that basically like the wizard uh aganim has uh once advisor to the royal family has uh basically betrayed them and led and ensorcelled the guards to uh kill them all and take over the kingdom mm-hmm. so you learn from the elder the only thing that can defeat a godim is the legendary master sword um in fact it's the uh, a godim puts up a spell on the castle and you can't get back in without the master sword to break the enchantment uh in order to you know where the master sword is but from from the word jump it's in uh the lost woods but you can't retrieve it you need to get uh, three pendants the pendant of courage power and wisdom um and uh you go off on a quest across hyrule to uh three different dungeons uh to get these uh, uh mystical pendants uh you do um but along the way so you 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 go through uh let's see what is it uh the Eastern Palace, Desert Palace, and the Tower of Hera. Around the Tower of Hera, uh, you start encountering uh, portals that take you to uh, what's called the Dark World. 
uh, which is like a twisted reflection of Hyrule, uh, full of incredibly dangerous monsters everywhere. And the first couple times you go there, uh, Link is turned into a rabbit. Okay. Uh, because like the dark world's kind of like the spirit world kind of thing. And like, it, it turns you into like a representation of your inner self. So Link is a kind and helpful person. So I guess he's a rabbit. Um, <laughs> Sorry, already this is like not even the same game like i know it's <laughs> this wild already feels like all the modern game you know when they start the doing jump all the twists and from stuff zelda yeah. 2 to link to the past is insane yeah um it's it's, it's also really interesting because like this was originally going to be on the nes but fairly early in development they shifted it to the like the super nes mm-hmm. and you can tell that they were like Okay, well, let's just go ham then. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, is it the capabilities of the Super NES, or is yeah, it absolutely? Just... Okay. Super NES is literally twice as powerful as the NES. You can you can roughly compare early Nintendo. I mean, it, it peters out eventually just because of how it works. But the first couple generations of Nintendo consoles pair more or less one to one with the capabilities of like their handhelds. Mm-hmm. So like. The Game Boy is kind of like an NES in terms of, like, what it can run. And, like, if you look at the difference between Game Boy games and, like, the Game Boy Advance, that's that's functionally the same thing. Like they're, they're not running the same hardware, obviously. Yeah. But in terms of capabilities, the GBA can basically run SNES games, which is also why so many of them got ported. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's, it's an absolute leap up. And it's probably also why they had so much more time to do, like, a lot of this stuff, because they had already started development. Yeah, it's it's not that there was less to do, but you know when you're effectively just moving your work over to another thing, a lot of it's being like retreaded. So like mm-hmm. your creative teams are kind of not looking for work, but they've they've got more time now to do other and stuff. And then they just go crazy like this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, we can continue with the plot here. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I'm a rabbit. The, yeah, so, a rabbit. Sorry, Link's a rabbit. Link has pink hair in this game. Amazing. Uh, so he's a pink rabbit. Um, and uh, in the Tower of Hair, you get uh, one of the items. I think you get two in the Tower of Hair because otherwise it'd be a bit unsatisfying. You get the Moon Pearl, which is an item that appears a couple other Zelda games, but this is really the one where it originates. Um, and it what all it basically does it means that when you're in the dark world you retain your original form you can use your sword and items and whatnot which is a huge improvement over just, being a helpless helpful. bunny yeah um so you're introduced to the dark world around that so you get the idea there's something else going on here and you go you get the master sword and then you storm hyrule castle and okay. like fight like all the ensorcelled guards and like through like waves of them and then like you like each one they like lock you in and throw more at you like you you like fight your way to the top of the castle um where you find uh where you find a ganim um let me just double check i remember this part exactly um Oh, right. Sorry. When you get the Master Sword, you go back to the, the sanctuary where you left the sage. And you find the sage dying as the soldiers stormed the place <laughs> and uh, took Princess Zelda okay. um, to the castle. Um, by, by the way, something I didn't cover. You're basically a fugitive for this entire part of the game. Interesting. Like, you, you go to Kakariko Village and you talk to... There's certain people, if you talk to them, they call the guards on you and enemies spawn <laughs> to kill you. It's great. That um, makes it so different already, right? Like, so, like, just the basic interaction with the world is... is You're on edge a little bit. Yeah. Um... It's it's Stage. notable in that it's one of the only games where you can just fight guards as like normal dudes. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> other true, games true, where they actually. appear and they like prevent you from doing certain things, but you normally aren't put like against them in combat. Until, yeah, like this one. <laughs> um, so you get back to the castle. Uh, you confront the god, and you have a big w- fight with the wizard. Um, and he makes Zelda disappear. Um. And uh, 
after you after you uh defeat him he like uh basically claims that like uh the even the hero cannot defeat him and his tribe of evil um and with his last breath he pulls you into the dark world atop uh the equivalent of Hyrule Castle which is the pyramid of power um and this other wise man not related to the sage who died earlier uh Saras Hala I I never quite know how to pronounce his name uh I might just call him Salsa Man. Um, so Salsa Man contacts you and uh, basically explains what the Dark World is because you have, like, you've been here before, but you didn't know what it was. So apparently, this was like, um, this was the golden land of the Triforce. This was like the land of the gods. All right. Uh, we can effortlessly splice this together. Yes. Uh, so. Salsa Man contacts you telep- telepathically explains the origins of the Dark World. It was once like, the land of the gods, the golden wor- the golden land, uh, home of the Triforce before um, the uh, Dark One Ganon came to this world and tried to seize the Triforce uh, breaking it into its uh, three pieces and shrouding the land in darkness. Basically it became a reflection of him. Uh, kind of thing. Uh, and eventually, Ganon was sealed away uh, by the power of uh, the Seven Maidens. Um, now, as you learn this, you also recall something I didn't mention. Uh, through While you're going through the uh, three previous dungeons in what is now called the Light World, um, you encounter various different um, notable female characters who like disappear <laughs> okay you know as one does um <laughs> i'm very and, confused or continue. or you'll run into characters who are just like my daughter has been missing lately and i don't know where she is <laughs> <laughs> um and uh it's because aganim has been kidnapping the maidens through this whole thing and zelda was the last one he needed Mm. Um, so Ganon is being, is, uh, breaking free of his seal. You now need to go and rescue the maidens from where they are being held captive, um, in the dark world and, uh, restore the seal on Ganon. Um, though I think we can all know that's not going to work. You're going to have a big fight with Ganon at the end. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> So Tristan sure. can now share his fun bit about where this lands on the timeline of Zelda's. Yep. So this game is actually the very first one on the Doomed Hero timeline, where if Link dies at any point during Ocarina of Time, or otherwise messes up, I don't know if we can get non-standard game overs, but I'm being thorough. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what happens. And basically, since Link isn't around to punk Ganon, their only recourse is to lock him in the closet. Um, and then he funks up the closet because you find out that the dark world was once the sacred realm. And then because they had to cram Ganon somewhere, they chose the sacred realm. <laughs> yeah, because, because they couldn't fight him or reduce his power. Like in, in other things, they seal him in the sacred realm, but uh, it's after his defeat. So it's like his mm-hmm. essence is sealed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one, they just kind of locked, they just kind of like took heaven and locked it. Yeah. Um, they locked and... full power Ganon in heaven, <laughs> just just overseeing eternity. This, yeah, this he like kind of made it into hell. Up. Gotcha. Um, again, and... as one does. Yeah, as one does. Yeah. So you as Link, you go around, and there's like a whole. Um, how many dungeons are left after this? There's a lot. I think uh, it's still seven. Yeah, I think it's like seven dungeons, and then. Uh, and to rescue the seven maidens, and then you can go back to the Pyramid of Power to confront uh, Ganon. Uh, and you have a big fight. And uh, I, this is, again, before the Master Sword is the weapon to kill him. The Master Sword is only for fighting a Ganon. Um You use silver arrows to kill uh, Ganon in this one. Because reasons. Yeah. Um... It's interesting. Um, 
And uh, there's also, if you're playing this on the uh, uh, Game Boy Advance, there's actually an extra dungeon. Uh, there's the Palace of the Four Sword, um, which is located literally in a crack in the wall of Pyramid of Power. <laughs> <laughs> there's a whole extra dungeon locked into the final dungeon. <laughs> I kind of respect the hustle. Like, that's that's cool. I like when they do stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so that's roughly the plot. Like you, you go and you, you kill Ganon, um, and the, you reunite the Triforce and you restore the sacred realm, uh, because it, it kind of comes out that you have the Triforce of courage, um, and Zelda had the Triforce of wisdom. Ganon had the Triforce of power. You kill Ganon, all three Triforce things like makes a wish to restore the sacred realm and heaven is back, baby. <laughs> and um and it's really cool going through the dark world because it's, it's really it's literally like a dark reflection of the overworld uh, so it's not one-to-one -one, but um you know the first dungeon you go into the dark world is usually because you can kind of go in any order you want but like there's an order you should go in um mm -hmm. it's the dark palace and that's literally a dark reflection of the Eastern Palace, which is the first dungeon of the game. So that's neat. Okay. Um, oh, that's interesting. They kind of do that with Oracle of Ages, too. Yeah, and like uh, the Tower of Hera, which was the last dungeon you did in the Light World, uh, becomes Ganon's Tower. Um, that's neat. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of really cool parallels of with that kind of thing like mm -hmm. uh kakariko village becomes home of thieves town uh which is the fourth dungeon um and there's a lot of interplay between the light and the dark world because you eventually get the the ability to travel between the two worlds at will and um this allows you to like you know you can go to a place um in the light world um to bypass an obstacle you can't get past in the dark world kind of thing and there's, so there's a lot of that play essentially in this game like going yeah, back yeah. And uh this is really this is a theme we're going to kind of see in a lot of uh zelda games going forward uh mm -hmm. which is uh interplay between different worlds uh, I think the best uh, one is Oracle of Ages um, by far, but uh, this is a common thing. We're going to kind of see through different games uh, over time that gets kind of dropped the further we go on, to be honest, uh, which is much. a shame because I really like it. It's it's really interesting with Oracle of Ages because you can see where like Link to the Past walks so Oracle of Ages could run. Yeah, mm. pretty much. Um, all right. Uh, so that... that's the story. Mm -hmm. um, I think a good thing to cover next would be the dungeons. Okay. Uh, so, and, no, and any any big gameplay changes? Um, um, like from, I mean, just pretend than... Zelda 2 doesn't happen. Uh, okay. Nintendo, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nintendo ignores it too. Um <laughs> So differences from the first uh, Zelda game. So uh, there is now, uh, is there, forget, is there a magic meter? Yes, there is because the lantern uses it. Right, right. Yeah. So there's a magic meter now um, when, uh, before, I, yeah, there was a magic meter before and there's now, the magic meter has been kind of expanded upon a little bit. There's a bit more to do with magic. Um, bombs and arrows now have like distinct, uh, like ammo counts, um, that you have to, uh, replenish specifically. You don't just use rupees. Um, the, uh, uh, I think you can equip two different items at the same time while you could only do like one before, or it might still be one at this point. I can't remember exactly. Um, after, uh, as I mentioned before, you you can swap between uh, the two different worlds. There's this is uh, I think it's our first uh, 
we have the flute, which is an ocarina. Um, and uh, we can use that for a couple different effects. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just kind of struggling to think of any like discrete elements. Like groundbreaking are... things, but it's it's more, I think, I guess like the story is really what, what drives this and the so fact like, that you have double the amount of power in the, in the console. Yeah, self. like they can do a lot more complex things. Like I, I think I was saying in the pre-show, uh, subscribe to our Patreon to get access to the pre-show. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, there's a lot of, in, in the first Zelda game, really you go room by room in a dungeon and you're solving the thing in that room. This is the first uh, game where dungeons start becoming more of a thing in totality. Like you solve a puzzle somewhere in a dungeon to affect somewhere else in the dungeon. Mm. And does that get annoying? Because, um, like, this is one of those game mechanics that I think some people love and some people hate. <laughs> I love it because okay. it makes it, it turns dungeons from like a series by series grind into like mm -hmm. uh, a puzzle box that you need to figure out how it works, why it works, and how to resolve it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and you really also see this in the bosses too, because this is really where like the whole Zelda trope of you use the, uh, uh, dungeon item to fight the boss really starts to happen um it is really good um and they actually play with the formula a little bit like uh thieves town is a very interesting dungeon is in that you get to the end of the dungeon and you just find the maiden sitting in a cell <laughs> and you're like okay and then you have to escort her out of the dungeon oh okay but then you get to the last room of the dungeon, and it turns out it was actually blind the boss who was masquerading as the maiden. And then That's, he tries to kill like you in the first room of the dungeon. I like that That's a lot, pretty actually. Cool. That's a nice yeah. twist. Instead of like always just being like, oh, like like there, there's so there's there's all these like things, creative things that I feel you can do to 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 escape the trap of like it all mm. feels the same. You know what I mean? I'll, yeah. Like that's a simple way to do it. And while like Zelda Two technically introduces NPCs into the game, this is really like when we start seeing like good and implementations of NPCs. Like you know, you have Kakariko Village, you have uh, Thieves Town, um, and you can talk to people. Uh, there's people in a plot who are like there's a plot that you can follow along that has events happen to it and it isn't just laid out in front of you and you resolve it yeah. um and the items can get a bit more complex like you have a hook shot um you have uh the cane of samaria which uh appears a couple times um most well mostly in this one and in oracle of ages that allows you to just create a block in front of you um like and how does it work in like a 2d like top down uh, oh, like you they, they just creates a block in front of you like uh similar to a block that you would push around in a 2d in a 2d like top down game it just creates mm -hmm. a block in front of you okay that's cool I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It, it, so it was like the and it, was that useful for puzzles or is that mostly to hide from? Oh, it's mandatory for puzzles. Oh uh, yeah. It's it's oh, so super, you just use this yeah, super okay, puzzle. It. It's basically useless in combat. It's just for puzzles. Um, which is why it appears in Oracle of Ages because Oracle of Ages is. We'll get into this when we talk about the Oracle games. But Oracle of Ages was like designed to be the super hard puzzly one. It's it's so mm. funny because like. Listen, I like Oracle of Seasons. It's a good game. They're both incredible. But you can tell which one had most of the dev work go to it. <laughs> yeah, it's ba it, like Oracle of Ages and Oracle of Seasons is basically... Well, sorry, in the other way around. Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages is just Daniel and the cooler Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> like, Daniel's fine, but cooler Daniel has sunglasses. It's like, you know that, well, that one meme where it's like the kid is like struggling to swim, but like the mother is holding the baby up? The baby in that meme is Oracle of Ages. The struggling to swim child is Oracle of Seasons. And the skeleton at the bottom of the pool is the cancelled Oracle of Secrets. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, we'll get into all that um, when those episodes come up. But um, 
Yeah. Um, yeah. So as I said before, this is the start of when like dungeon items start being useful. So like the first item you get is the bow and arrow. Much easier to kill the Armos Knights using the bow and arrow. Um, and uh, you can use the ice rod on the second one. Like it's not as like distinct puzzle elements as you know later zelda games will come across like a lot of these can just be fought with your sword as well um but using the dungeon item tends to make it work better okay um so it's really the start of that evolution um also this is if you ever play a zelda game and you can reflect energy energy balls using like <laughs> a really weird item this is the start of that because you know, I forget if it was intentional or a bug, but a god in throws like magic spells at you and you you're supposed to reflect them with the master sword. You can also use the bug catching net. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. <laughs> and they just kept it in in the future games. <laughs> yeah, like I think they just kept like kept the joke going, you know, like I I think it, you can I think there's like yeah, you can distract Ganon in the finale of Twilight Princess uh, with the fishing rod. Like, he'll just, like, stare at the bait and not attack you for a little bit. It's really good. It's, it's like a cat with, like, a with like a little swaying rope. My favorite part about that I kind of like that they one, don't take it seriously, honestly. My favorite part about that particular one is that this is normal human Ganon, too. It's not even like yeah. he's in, like, beast mode. <laughs> This is normal human Ganon during like the final sword fight, and he's just like, "Is that a fishing rod? Holy so, shit, <laughs> man! That's that looks incredible." Uh, my big question is like, you know, we're saying we're erasing the second Zelda game. Is there anything? I just want to know. Okay, is there anything from this game that you can actually trace, like, to have inspired this? Uh, been inspired from the second Zelda game? Is, like how many years later is this release? Is this like four years later, or is it? Does it have the two D segments or no? It doesn't have two D segments okay, yet. Because so Oracle, yeah, the Oracle games have two D segments on purpose, mm -hmm. and I'm sure there are uh, callbacks. But that's the only thing I can even name that like kind of comes close. I guess Do it keeps need... the magic meter. Yeah, but that was already in the first. But yeah, one. like yeah. That's, so Zelda, that's uh, give, me, give me a second. Let me check something. I'm just trying to get the dates here. So uh, this was released in 92. So it's four years later. So yeah, the, this was like this was produced immediately after like they started production on this. Um, so I mean, I just I just wonder if, if I, I there might was have like found one thing. Okay, there we go. Uh, nope. 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 <laughs> open the wrong. Open the wrong thing. <laughs> So like, but okay. So I think because I think this is interesting. Like Zelda, in a lot of times for me, it feels like previous games are are sometimes almost beta tests for the later games. Okay, and I, I found it. Okay, the hammer. <laughs> and is that is that worth it? Was that was that worth playing Zelda? The hammer's too? fun in uh, this game. So um really i would attribute more to link to the past but the hammer technically makes its first appearance in zelda 2 along with uh oh the pegasus boots okay and those those make you run faster i'm guessing or fly yes. or okay yeah uh but no i was gonna say because like to me like a lot of zelda games it's kind of like the, the amount of iteration that i see in a lot of these games where it's like the previous game kind of builds the next game feels like even stronger than in or maybe I'm only seeing this because we did the Pokemon podcast, right? And like and now it feels like no, all these no, games. No. Zelda, actually Zelda has a lot of iteration, but this is really <laughs> where a lot of the iteration starts. Starts. Okay, yeah. that's a really good way to put the frame this this episode. I like that. Yeah, like um Zelda's really big on iteration, but uh, uh the adventure of Link was a mistake. And <laughs> <laughs> they kind of backpedaled from it in a lot of ways. Um, which is good. Um <laughs> Sure. And uh, so you're not going to see a lot of iteration from that game. Mm -hmm. um, this one iterates a lot on the original Zelda, original Legend of Zelda game, and then everything from here iterates on this game. Okay. Like this is this is the game. This is, this is where like. 
the first game that you truly recommend, I think, for anyone. Yeah. I think you were saying that in the pre-show. Yeah, yeah I was saying in the pre-show, this is the first game. Like, if somebody were to say, I've never played a Zelda game before, I don't know anything what they're about, I'd be like, um, do you have, well, you have, a, if you're having a conversation with me about Nintendo games, you want to start trying to play, I assume you have a Switch. So you should pay for online so you can uh play this through like the virtual console thing mm-hmm. um because this is the game that you should play to start Pretty with because it's it's so good it holds up to today mm-hmm. um and like i mean i was you i was telling you the plot like what other game just like starts with a military coup um in like the beginning of the snes well like yeah take take all the games from this time and this feels like the game that's doing like well i wouldn't even say modern but that kind of like let's jump right into it and then worry about you know what i mean bringing you into the like into the the mechanics Mm -hmm. and stuff and i don't think a lot of other games at this time did this if if i'm not mistaken here yeah um you know we we would actually like kind of go backwards a bit on game design as games go on because mm. um as we go into the generation after this with the N64 starting with the N64 really hitting its heyday in the GameCube era uh with very long tutorial prologues <laughs> yeah this one's just like uh there's a storm your uncle's missing you find him he's dead fight the government <laughs> 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 only so you funny. can save the monarchy <laughs> um this is this is also like the origin of a lot of very iconic zelda bosses like mm-hmm. um even if they don't appear as bo- necessarily as bosses in later games like this is where we first see the armos knights um this is the first time we play table tennis with a uh magic wizard which <laughs> keeps coming back less <laughs> of the only mechanic that mattered i guess <laughs> yeah um and uh you know argus comes back a couple times mothula comes back a few times uh Helmosaur King doesn't come back, but he kind of gets he kind of becomes like King Dodongo. Uh mm-hmm. the Helmosaurs just become the Dodongos basically. Uh they have the same like head shape. Um He also got a little call ahead reference in the Helmarok King. Yeah, yeah. Windbreaker. Yeah, that, yeah, that's a good that's a good or point. They're like, what if he was a bird? <laughs> <laughs> You always fight him like very similarly, where you're smashing his mask with a hammer. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Length of the past is incredible. Um, it's hard though. This is this is. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So this is a game before they really like before Zelda games kind of started holding your hand a little bit. Um you go to a dungeon and not a lot of things are going to give you hearts. So it's very hard. It's very easy to start like running low on life. Uh, Cause I think if I recall correctly, like the idea is that you're supposed to like go to town, buy like healing potions and go to the dungeons with healing potions in hand. And those mm. are what's going to recover your hearts. Like it's not, it's not fully like master quest, you know, no hearts will drop from enemy level difficulty, but like, uh, you will suffer attrition, (laughs) (laughs) uh, and enemies hit hard. It's not, I'm not trying to make it out to be dark souls or something like that, but Mm -hmm. like, this is a game that will test your skills at points. Um, the dark it's pretty it's pretty fine in the light world but once you reach the dark world it's just like all right clubs are off uh we don't know what order you're doing these dungeons in so <laughs> they're all going to be difficult from the start <laughs> um and there's some there's some nice things with that like this is this is the last game for a while that really lets you choose dungeon order uh mm-hmm. like you have to do the first three kind of in sequential order but uh uh once you get to the dark world you can kind of do them what order you want there is a set there is an order you should do them in 
Uh, okay. But if you do them out of order, some items are useful in other dungeons. Mm-hmm. Um, and can make certain things easier. Uh, so that's really cool. Um, this is also an interesting game in that uh, the Master Sword is not the most powerful sword available to you. Um, like, later Zelda games kind of make this whole, like, oh, the the sword of legends that, like, eternally sharp and uh, so powerful. Um, Link to the Past kind of subtly in it subtly says that like the master sword's a really old sword and kind of needs to be sharpened a little bit. Um, yeah, because <laughs> you just kind of because like you get the tempered sword by reuniting two dwarven uh, swordsmiths together. This is also a game with this is a Zelda game with dwarves. Amazing. Um, I don't think the I'm dwarves exist yet, so there's dwarves. They have, they have they have the the true fantasy uh, tropes, you know. None of this, none of this. Oh, we're gonna invent our own world. Okay, we're gonna like, use Zora's, the... Zora's exists and are unique, but we don't have Gorons yet. We have dwarves. There you um, go. You just put the you you reunite these two brothers and then you pay them ten rupees and they improve the master sword. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. Um. I was also going to ask as well, like if, if unless unless you still had more to add to this, Matt. Um, I'm saying then there's another upgrade to get the golden sword. Oh, uh, so 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 really the like in canon these are two completely separate universes. There's a, there's a universe that exists where the where the uh, the the sword that you're using uh, actually does need does require some improvements. Yeah. Also thinking about it, I'm, is this. I think this is the first time the Master Sword actually shows up. Now that I'm thinking about, actually, is is that true? Is that, that is that the sounds game? Sounds right. What, yeah, do they yeah. call? Is there like some other fancy? I think sword it's literally just game? leveled in the other games. Yeah, yeah. No, in the first one, it's the sword, the white sword, and the magical sword. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so the, this uh, is when they they have their own sword. <laughs> now Zelda yeah, this has is, this is the start of the Master Sword and the start of there being some mystique about it because you need the three things to the three like pendants in order to pull it out of the pedestal in the lost woods. There's also so the has... start of it, the start of it being associated with the lost woods in particular. Interesting. Okay. Um, and that runs through all the way to, all yeah. The modern games. yeah, but this is like, there's some mystique, but it's not like, you know, the super mega ultra sword of destiny yet. It's just like, this is an ancient and powerful sword that can help us defeat the evil wizard. Um, and this is how we get it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I think this is also the start of the mirror shield and also the most power you start with a green tunic, but by the end of the game, you're probably going to be using a red tunic as your like go to thing because the best armor in the game is the red mail uh, that reduces overall damage by 75%. (laughs) This is okay. why the dark world just kind of kicks your butt at first because everything is tuned that you're pro. It assumes you have like the blue mail, um, okay. which is you get from the ice palace, uh, which is like the third dungeon or second dungeon or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything does like double the damage you're probably expecting it to. <laughs> it hurts. Uh, yeah yeah so i I was gonna ask real quick then uh kind of like on on this one is i i because i I, i'm i'm just trying to like in my mind have like chronology um how many more games kind of in a row do we start when do we finally see the change from like the viewpoint of the games themselves from the top down well i mean two more games okay yeah yeah. so next up is link's awakening and then it's ocarina of time gotcha okay and then ocarina okay 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 okay. the uh ag onuma and the zelda team were just they were on like something at this point <laughs> it feels like they're actually like like grasping like there's there's the oh, idea yeah, no, it's, it's really good f- fully and then lore wise um like separate from individual game lore is that going to start being a thing or is this like a more modern invention in video games generally right where they they think about oh, like, like timeline yeah, yeah timeline wise and all so that the timeline so the timeline's contentious um especially i know that but like my, my question is is 91 is any person even thinking about the timeline no okay oh, yeah, no, no. <laughs> the entire uh, idea there is a timeline doesn't really come up until later yeah until, like, timeline discussion or... only really yeah. starts happening around wind waker 
Gotcha, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Uh, just be, I, I think Wind Waker in particular, like, uh, started that discussion because Wind Waker, like, explicitly deals with Hyrule being a thing in the past. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. Wind Waker's the first one that establishes that there's, like, real continuity and not yeah. just, like, a cycle. A cycle yeah. or, or, or this just exists in its own universe, yeah. right? Yeah. I think because yeah. that's that's honestly like if I look at these games like these first games like I feel like none of none of that thought it's we're making one game and these are some Link is the character but <laughs> that's pretty much it you know what I mean yeah like, yeah exactly Adventure of, Adventure of Link is definitely the sequel to Legend of Zelda mm-hmm. but it like builds a bunch of lore that no other game ever wants to touch because it's insane <laughs> so much. It, and then I think that's that's also interesting to me. Like, how would I experience? Because like us going to play this game on the uh, like uh, Nintendo Online or whatever, right? Um, us experiencing now, I wonder. Like to me, it'd be really curious to think about how someone would experience this game in '92, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then they're like all their games that they've played at that point. So we don't have Pokemon released yet, right? Um, it's probably the Final Fantasy games and some of those other games there. Dragon and just Quest like to whatnot. Yeah. Is, so is this game? like blowing them out of the water with with i guess it's the new system so a hundred percent this is probably one of the big games of the new system right this was like let me let me see here reception was like metacritic i mean metacritic from like this long ago is not the best uh thing but like metacritic is 95 (laughs) percent I, yeah. I need to see the newspaper. I need to see the magazine, the video game magazine from like <laughs> oh, 90, 92, 93. 39 out of 40, uh, which means like three people gave it 10 out of 10 and one person gave it 9 out of 10. Look at that. <laughs> uh, IGN gave it a 9.7 out of 10. But this is like, I, this is on the scale of games versus the games of its time, right? Like, I, I think Chicago we all go... Tribune gave it best game of the year, 1992. Okay, that's, that's a probably a, well... If that was released in ninety two, that's probably a it was more released accurate. Yeah. Okay, that's probably a more accurate thing for us to look at. But no, that 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 does intrigue me. Um, this is the first game I've I've actually been interested in going back and trying. This is I one of the, the games where if somebody yeah. were to tell me that this is their favorite Zelda game, I'd be like, that makes sense. Like yeah, the, like it doesn't tracks. hold up necessarily to maybe some of the more modern things. No, it does. But at least, at least it has. No, it like, absolutely does. No question. It does. Asked. 100%. Like this is legitimately better than some modern Zeldas by some okay. estimations. If there was a timeline where Zelda never happened, and then somebody just released this day a like, uh, you know how they do those like pixel throwback games? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, if somebody released this is a pixel throwback game people would be giving it nine out of ten have they make it made any hd remakes of it or no um no the well they did the uh game boy advance remaster um which touched up a couple things um and since then they've just been kind of releasing that they don't really need to do much more than what the game boy advance did there's no there's no point right like yeah you know what i mean it's beautiful pixel art like the pixel art of this game is gorgeous. Yeah, you you sold it's, me. Okay, it's really good. Uh, do we have? Uh, I think it's probably time for final thoughts. Yeah, yeah. Final thoughts. Uh, this game, this this game is a triumph. This is this. If people got interested in Zelda by the first Legend of Zelda game, uh, which kind of did a lot of things nobody, no game had done before at that point. This is the game that hooked people on Zelda. This is the game that put Zelda on the map as a household name of a franchise. Um, And it absolutely deserves it. Like, the amount of detail and expansion of mechanics and um, the whole second world built on top of the first one, it's just incredible. Okay, uh, Tristan, what are what are your final thoughts here on this game? Oh, not much, Matt. I was already said it's it's really okay. good. No notes. There it is. Uh, I was. I can't say I would anything say... particularly like negative about it. Like, it's, yeah. it's game. I, I want to also add that I think I think this is where. So so from like all the discussions we've kind of had about Zelda so far, the, this you know what I'm gaining from this is like. 
this is really the start of the franchise, right? More um, or less. It's where it really, less. really started getting like, destroyed. And and this is an interesting thing to me because the, the closest thing, and I, and I am going to use this in this podcast because it, it just makes the most sense to like what I'm used to, right? The closest thing I really have is the Pokemon franchise to this. Um, yep. And I, I don't, like to me, there isn't particularly a game like when even when we were reviewing those games, like I think from the first game, there's a lot of key components that are already there. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't go so far as to say like, oh, Ruby or, you know, when this game introduced like like something so drastic that I could say this is now actually the start of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Like I can I can pretty safely say like red and blue for all its faults is like the core idea of what a Pokemon game is, is there, right? And it yeah. seems to me like Zelda really much, it's this game that it's like, okay, now now we have something to build off of. And, yeah. and so like, stands the test of time. The, the foundation that, so there are two foundational games in, in Zelda. There's Link to the Past, and we'll get to it in Ocarina of Time, mm-hmm. um, because there's really two styles of Zelda. Um mm-hmm the top down and the 3d and this and is the top down this like, is this is there. the yeah. this is like the top down zelda bible it is it is from here that all derivatives spring um there you go i don't think we have anything more to add i think that's a yeah. perfect <laughs> summation it is, it is really interesting this. to me yeah um and it might be honestly just lack of exposure Mm-hmm. Um, and it is interesting to me that there's a lot less, um, for lack of a better word, Gen Oneing with Pokemon or with Zelda compared to Pokemon, I should say. Yeah, because like there's a lot of people who will like bang that drum until they die. That red, red, blue, and yellow. Maybe if you're lucky, they'll argue the remakes are better, but even then, it's not really common. But like they'll they'll bang that drum until they die. The red, blue, and yellow were the best. Everything since has just been like, yeah. Um, oh, you, I don't uh, think you really get that with Zelda. No, like, like there was is there was like weird, the game? is that where was, it's coming from? I don't I don't know. Like there was weird hate when Wind Waker came out because it was like a fairly big style shift. I love but the even style then. It's Waker. it's nowhere near on the level of like the just the the, the seething hatred old Pokemon's <laughs> have for some of the new stuff. So I I think I think the reason is because with Pokemon. Um, you have a lot of iteration from game to game. Like, mm-hmm. uh, each game you can clearly see where they built from the previous game on. Um, and you and because of that comparison, you can see where they've removed things from previous well, games as well. I mean, maybe though, but every Zelda game has also had like a core gimmick. I yeah, would but argue Zelda's more like than... Zelda revolves around and. Uh, explores that uh, core gimmick like Majora's Mask has a whole like you know uh, three day Groundhog Day loop um, Oracle of Ages has time travel um, the Wind Waker takes place on a giant open ocean uh, the Midish Cap has, an, has you like shrinking down and doing things and has you like fight a simple like choo-choo as an entire like super boss fight um, yeah that's fair. I guess I guess Pokemon has its gimmicks, but they don't really make it into like the day to day gameplay or moment to moment, I guess is the better. Like Yeah, like if you look at Pokemon over the years, like the biggest changes have, will always always be in the competitive scene, and maybe that's where I'm just not seeing this like the same kind of I, I think the most iterative that Zelda's ever gotten is uh Link's Awakening to the Oracle games and Breath of the Wild into Tears of the Kingdom. And Breath of the Wild, Tears of Kingdom, you could argue, is uh, in alpha into a into a main game. I mean, I, 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 let's say Breath, uh, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom is like... Um, it's more Pokemon. I, I'm going to mostly I agree with you, but I do think the jump into Oracle or Ocarina of Time was a bigger one. Because Zelda actually, but 3D was a fairly big shift. No, I just, I just mean like, it, these are the times when it was like iterative instead of like transform oh, no, no, okay okay no okay i see what, i see what you're getting at you're not talking about the biggest jumps but you're talking about like no, no, games, no, no, no. clearly yeah, the, yeah yeah the yeah. games so, like, that did the most thing arguably like the smallest yeah. jumps yeah like, that's that's fair yeah, yeah links, like that. links awakening is basically like 
the DNA of the Oracle games. Oh yeah, <laughs> down to like the yeah, engine, yeah. basically. Um, Tears of the Kingdom is literally remixing the map of Breath of the Wild. Tears of the Kingdom is so good at that. Oh, I love it. Anyway, <laughs> which we'll, <laughs> well, we've already covered it, but uh, yeah. we'll, we'll cover it again at some point. We'll talk about uh, it endlessly because, like, in it's two open. years, <laughs> in two years, by, by the times of a third one. Well, I, I imagine if we're going to get through every other game once a month, right? Yeah, now. that's fair. So, um, next on the schedule is Link's Awakening. Yes. Uh, yes. The first mobile outing of uh, Zelda. And I, I know what you meant. But- portable is the word i'm confused <laughs> uh, well, i'm like i can have this on my phone <laughs> i mean i think it came out uh, i th- did they release it no i mean emulators i guess that's what i'm thinking yeah. of i want to say there was i think there was uh not not literally on the phone but like there was there was some nintendo device for i think the snes where like the entire point of it was like it picked up TV broadcasts, basically. Huh. Okay. Oh, there yeah. was a Fire Emblem game that had that, and it's, like, notoriously lost media. I feel like there was a Zelda one, too. I'll look into it. And, of yeah, course, we are not going to be going episode. into the CDI Zeldas, because... <laughs> <laughs> that'll, that'll be our hook for next episode. If you want to see the end. legacy of the adventure of Link... <laughs> 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 there it is. Uh, okay, I think I think we'll end the episode here, um, Matt. I'd like to thank you for uh, for being the uh, the flagship bearer, the, um, the the steering the ship of, of this show and the, the previous shows. Tristan, I, I appreciate you being on here so that Matt doesn't have to talk to someone who knows nothing about these games. Uh, <laughs> um, and I appreciate myself for being here to learn about these games. I'm I'm with you, listener. I'm the I'm the spiritual connection to the listeners here. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, uh, great. Go listen to the next episode, and uh, sure? I think I think uh, I've been I've been inspired. I mean, I feel like this will be on the dog. I think by the end of this whole series, my goal is maybe to collect like three games. You know what I mean? That I'll go play through once we've gone through this whole podcast. I'm like these are the games that are that are meant to you know instead of doing like a top 10 i guess we'll probably do a top 10 anyway but instead of doing oh, the top three 10 games oh, three just, games just, are like the must-haves if i have to show Spoilers, three games to a friend one of them is this game okay yeah, anyway so this, this game, is yeah. this is this is in in the list of three games uh and we'll see what else makes that list anyway thank you listeners or sorry we don't have any listeners so uh actually no thank you uh, i'm just talking <laughs> to myself uh i'll see we'll see you guys next month i guess all right yeah bye see Peace. you guys <laughs> Yeah.